Welcome back to House of Wrestling, everybody. It's me, Nick Hausman. Come on in. Take your shoes off. Take your hat off. Take your coat off. Take take off a responsible amount of whatever you want before you come into my home. Please. <laughs> it is House of Wrestling. We've got treats. We've got snacks. My dog's Willow's here. And we got a friend sitting in the living room here by the fireplace today. He comes to us from Big Gold Belt Media. It is Najir Chambers. Najir, thank you so much for taking the time to chat with me today. Nick, my guy, it's a pleasure. It's 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 long overdue, and what a what an origin story I have about the show today. So, oh man, yeah, we gotta. You know, we're gonna get to it here in a second. We do have a really we have a fun origin tale for how Najir and I really got to know each other. We'll yeah. start off here just a moment with that before we roll into all the big pro wrestling news stuff. But before we get to any of that, I gotta remind you if you're watching us right here in video form, noon Eastern, Tuesdays and Thursdays, you're watching us on the premiere streaming network head over to watch on sign up for premiere plus you can catch this show before anybody else before it hits the podcast feed before it goes anywhere else it goes right over to the premiere streaming network and that is the only place you can find the show in beautiful technicolor in video form premiere streaming network go over to premiere streaming network.com and while you're visiting places go to house of wrestling.com h-a-u-s of wrestling.com that is the hub for all things House of Wrestling, everything this year and I are going to talk about here today on the show that is news-related has already been written about on the site. I've already given insight into it over there. It's a great primer. If you love this show and if you just like keeping up with the news, go check out HouseOfWrestling.com. We also have highlights from some of the big uh, exclusive content that uh, I've been fortunate enough to do for the site recently. Uh, this past Friday, chatted with AEW TBS champion Chris Statlander bunch of the stuff that she said in that has been picked up everywhere. We talked about the uh, impending AEW quote-unquote roster split. Um, it doesn't sound like it's going to be too hard of a roster split based on what she said uh, this year. I don't know if you, you saw her comments. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, th- I think it would be kind of criminal to, to make it such a hard div- like, you know, split among folks without their creating internal divide, you know? Well, hey, Maybe we'll get into it here. I don't know where the show's <laughs> going to go, right? But a bunch of great content from Chris Statlander and the full audio from that, full audio from my Inside the Robes conversation with Jimmy Corderas. All of that is over on the House of Wrestling podcast feed, but again, highlights over on houseofwrestling.com. Um, all right, hey, before we get into the news, let's talk. So, Najir, the first time that we really connected was almost a year ago, right? Was it last year in Las Vegas, Double or Nothing? It was Last year, Las Vegas, Money in the Bank. Oh, Money in the Bank. Yeah. Oh, so many Vegas shows. Yeah. Sorry. Right, 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 right. Okay. But still um, about the same time, about a year ago yep. to the day. Yep, exactly. Okay. Exactly. So All happy right. anniversary. That's right. Because that was that was the money. <laughs> that was the money in the bank where the news had just broke about Vince. Right. Yep. And then he popped up across the street with McAfee and Steph and Hunter for that UFC show that was in town, right? Yep, yep. Oh, man, yep. that was a crazy weekend. There was so much stuff going on <laughs> at the same time on top of each other, I remember, right? Yes, it was. Yeah, it was a big fight weekend, you know, uh, with with uh, WWE, and that that's when, you know, they had an issue with where the event was going to be, a, or initially it was going to be Allegiance. They couldn't sell out Allegiance, so they moved to uh, T-Mobile, 
was it? No, no, it was moved to uh, Madison, not Madison Square Garden, um, MGM. I was about to say, I thought it was the, I thought it was MGM Grand because yeah, I remember it, how tight it was. It was yeah, very right, different right. than the usual WWE show. Exactly, exactly. And then uh, you know, UFC was running across the street at T-Mobile, so it was funny because we seen like trips on both sides really quickly. We know how crazy the traffic was, but obviously when you VIP, they make it way for you. But <laughs> fun times, you know, a lot of a lot of combat sports enthusiasts populating the city. Well, and it's crazy, you know, uh, again, we're looking back a year in time here. This is just before Vince really went down and Hunter steps up and takes over. And at that time, they were not selling out big arenas. Make all the excuses you want, right? But they had to level down in venues at that time. Vince yep. leaves not long after. Hunter and Nick Khan take the ropes. And can you imagine WWE at this point in time, a year later, leveling down in venues? I feel like they're just getting bigger and bigger as they go along right now. Thousand percent. I mean, like in a lot of the, the a lot of the joy and excitement for me in, in terms of the shows is the venue, is is the city. And so, like, you know, I went to Allegiance for SummerSlam, so I was super excited to come back for Money in the Bank. And then when that had got shifted, I was kind of like, ugh. And then obviously, you know, all the things that surrounded around that, obviously bad ticket sales, then the Vince thing obviously didn't hurt. It definitely felt very much on the downfall. And I think it was really the one of the most interesting times in pro wrestling because I think we had no clue what does a pro wrestling world look like when Vince is on the downfall, truly <laughs> with his back against the wall. And how would he somehow, some way show resilience to all of the bad PR and lawsuits coming his way. But it's Vince, man. Somehow, some way, he figures it out. So as all of this is going on around us, uh, Najir and I are getting to know each other here. I find out uh, all about your back. You want to talk a little bit about Big Gold Belt Media? You want to tell them what you do, your outlet? I think it's pretty cool what you do. Sure. Appreciate it. Um, yeah. So Big Gold Belt Media, obviously, you know, by the title, you can tell that there is a wrestling focus, but it is all of entertainment and pop culture. I am a, a, a film critic. So film and television is my first hobby um, and passion, shall I say, that I want to actually put like a work ethic to. Uh, pro wrestling has always been something that I just thought was fun. Then I decided to make that something to put a work ethic to. So I just created Big O Belt Media, which was going to encompass all of that. So certainly when you step over there, you can check out. Uh, reviews, recaps, interviews from all of these sorts of different things, red carpet uh, coverage, uh, Comic-Con coverage, film festival coverage, uh, all those sorts of different things. And uh, and obviously with pro wrestling, uh, hanging out with these lovely, hardworking journalists such as Nick, uh, you know, doing some interviews within the press rooms and the scrums and all that good stuff. So he's the man, very responsible, professional gentleman is this year. It took, took me uh, by... Took me by storm right away. I was immediately a fan. And so then you start to tell me how you really know Vegas better, like way better, like way better than I know Vegas. Cause I'm small town, Texas, turned Midwest Chicago transplant. Uh, you know, I am ground beef eating. I am IPA drinking, you know, of salt of the earth. Vegas is a very crazy environment, but you are you're you're fine you like you you're familiar with vegas right yeah yeah and in a very marginal way because i thought i feel like when folks say they like vegas folks got these misconceptions like oh you love to gamble or all the other nightlife stuff no i think vegas is so versatile for whatever the mood may be uh as you mentioned you are a very chilled and laid back person you work very hard but when the, you're off the clock you're like hey i need to chill and 
we found a sense of chill oh, yeah. and still was able to have fun. And that sounds kind of like, well, how in Vegas? Well, yeah, because it does cater to so many different audiences. Yeah. And then, and again, it was a huge fight weekend, you know? <laughs> so, and we still found a moment to just kind of kick back a uh, really good conversation. i uh, met other folks as well, too. It is a good time, but yeah, yeah. I, I I love Vegas because it's 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 a little bit of something for everybody. I'm not gonna go too long with this story here because we'll we'll get it. We did try to gamble. I think we looked at blackjack tables for a while, and then they were busy, or I couldn't find one I did I liked. Yeah. Um, we went we drank on the strip at a, underneath a roller coaster, listening to some some live music. Yeah. But the real highlight here is Najir took me to some bar that looked like uh, a a jellyfish. Right. All these things are hanging from the ceiling. There's lights. It was fancy, but people in tank tops and flip flops were at the bar. It was quite a wild area. Uh, it was like those people right next to genuine mobsters in this big jellyfish room. And so what you offered me this drink, what's it called? Oh, what was it? I can I, I can I can't think that I need to look it. Up. I can't believe I didn't look some, it up. So so explain. So, so Najir took advantage of me, first of all, at this bar. So explain this drink that you got for me at this bar, because I will never, ever forget what you did to me here at this bar. Now, go ahead. Explain what right, you did. Let me, explain let what me. you did. Okay. <laughs> so so granted, just so folks know how how this, how this we were moving around, we were at New York, New York, and we were sitting outside. And this is where we definitely decompressed, and we were talking about, like business um nick gave me a lot of advice in terms of things i need to look for and be uh, responsible for and being an, an outlet owner um and i also want to say that like i told nick i thought he was fantastic and i knew everything that the house of wrestling house of wrestling is right now is everything i knew that it could be and i he was did like, describe you very accurately described what this would become a, a year out you're a prognosticator Absolutely. I knew you could do it. So I'm extremely proud of you for it. Thank you. Um, so once we again, I felt like even with that moment of having some really good food, a couple of beers there, we started to walk towards the cosmopolitan. So that's the big chandelier that you talk about the over the very beautiful aesthetic. Everybody goes there and gets photo ops. But I told Nick, I said, hey, let me buy you a drink. There's a special drink at the bar and I can't think of the name of it. But I went and told the bartender, I can't think of the name of it. But there's a drink that has like a plant in it. And he's like, yeah, I know what it is. He brings out two. And I was like, all right, Nick, here's the thing. I need to record you uh, <laughs> drinking this because when you drink this and when you eat this plant, your mouth is going to go numb. And there's a strong possibility that you may drool. <laughs> Nick is like, I don't know look. that you even gave me that much of a heads up. I think you just said it'll turn your mouth numb or something. Okay. Okay. Because I, I don't remember getting a whole lot of heads up from you about what I was about to go through. Okay. Fair enough. Fair All enough. All right. Uh, but nonetheless, yeah, it, it, to, to kind of describe what it looks like, I looked this up too, and I made sure I'll tag it on, on, on Twitter. Um, <laughs> but it, it, it mildly looks like a margarita, but there's this plant that's yellow. And uh, very, very small, small, like, uh, you know, even smaller than the cherry. Uh, you bite it. It's very citrusy and tart, but it instantly will numb your mouth. And um, the positive of this, you're like, well, why would anybody do this? Because then it like kind of knows your mouth from the taste of the liquor. So like kind of like how ginger resets your taste buds when you do sushi. But like this instead definitely gives you a tinky feeling and you absolutely, absolutely will and you may potentially lose muscles in your mouth. So what happened here? 
And Najir does have video of this. And I've I've I politely do. asked him to never ever share it. And <laughs> now that I've said this story publicly, I might have to rewatch it back. Maybe <laughs> I'll let it be shared. But essentially what happens here is I bite on this thing. Not long after, it's like a shooting kind of electric, like if you got shot with a taser. I just felt my jaw it collapse into gel and mud. And I'm just now un... I can't, like, Pavlovian style. I'm just drooling like a dog, salivating over a bone all over myself. I'm holding my hands over my face. I start to think I'm going to vomit, probably because my throat is, like, whatever, going in and out. And so I'm looking at this bar. I'm looking at these people. I'm, like, I'm going to puke everywhere. I'm drooling all over myself. This went on for, like, maybe a minute. So it was like, it was like torture. And at the end of it, I just, I remember, I just kept telling you the whole night, I will never forget this. I will get you back for this. I hate you. I kept saying awful things to him because he had just tortured me with this drink. It is called the Verbena. Uh, I just looked it up. Uh, It says gender, the uh, kefir lime leaves, uh, coconut ginger. Uh, Where's the, where's the, where's the plant called? But yeah, it's at the Cosmopolitan. It is a special drink that they have there. Uh, They also says it goes by the nickname as the buzz button. And it does, as it mentions, alters your taste buds. (laughs) Yeah, alters them. Alters them is a nice way to say it. Like, hey, you know how Nancy Kerrigan altered... Right, the uh, the the knees of Ta- was it Tanya Hardy? Tanya yeah. altered the knees of Nancy Kerrigan. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you, that's yep. how you altered my face. You, you you really did a good job with that. So, anyway, good times, man. Paul Walter Hauser, I Tanya. Go by the way, check it out. What a great guy. Okay, um, moving past this ridiculous story, we'll start on a we're gonna start on the worst news that it just came. It really kind of broke overnight, and we got the last of it this morning. It's one of the reasons I was running a little behind getting the show going today. Uh, but AEW producer, former ROH uh, tag team champion, BJ Whitmer, uh, he was arrested on June 4th on first degree strangulation, second degree burglary charges. Uh, that's breaking into a non-residential building. And the strangulation means first degree strangulation means he actually did harm in the process of choking somebody. Uh, he was held on $25,000 bond. He was released yesterday. Um, and uh, AEW, where he had been working up until this instance, uh, released the following statement. Uh, B.J. Whitmer has been terminated following his arrest on domestic violence charges while talent and staff are ultimately responsible for their own personal actions. This behavior is intolerable within AEW. AEW has reached out to offer support to those impacted by his behavior. And there you go. Just a really sad, terrible story here, Najir, about B.J. Whitmer. And uh, a reminder that things are not always great for everybody in the pro wrestling business. I'm, I'm obviously very happy AEW parted ways with him. Yeah, I think um, I think, you know, as we are in season four, Dark Side of the Ring is a constant reminder of the history of the bad things. But it has not mean that there aren't still currently bad things that happen within the business. And uh, I, I saw the news. I was at the the Flash um, premiere last night. So I, I had got a text and was like, did you see this? And I was just kind of like, oh, boy, here we go. Um, one, you know, for for the victim slash survivor of of this you know you always think of them first and you know obviously uh anything when it comes down to burglary and domestic violence you know you you you, your heart goes out to them uh bj Whitmer is a huge dude um and uh you know to think him 
inflicting this type of damage and harm to anybody, your mind goes there, and 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 you you instantly your heart goes to who the victim survivor is. So I I, I thought this was exceptionally uh, good for AEW to step right up to the forefront and say, hey, if there's anything we could do to support this victim and survivor, um, you know, we're we're gonna we're gonna do so. And um, and I think they handled this as, as right on. You know, you didn't let this go out longer than it needed to. Uh, you got right to it. And then, um, you know, hopefully, you know, this 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 goes away afterwards uh, in terms of it becoming like a wrestling thing. Hopefully the law steps in, do what they need to do. And hopefully that uh, the survivor and, 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 and victim get to uh, find a way to take a step beyond this. Yeah, absolutely. A uh, very sad situation here. Uh, and yeah, good on AEW for taking the appropriate actions. If anything else comes from this uh, when necessary, we'll obviously report on it on the site. All right. A little bit more positive <laughs> AEW news here. So this one came from us. This is an exclusive I dropped yesterday that got everybody talking. So uh, I heard Billy Gunn's comments. Uh, he was talking to Sportskeeda, and he said that uh, there had been uh, offers to bring Sean Waltman into AEW, a few, as he as he said. And uh, I was very interested. There wasn't a lot of details given, so I started asking around about what's going on, what's going on with interest with Sean. And, it, yeah, I found out AEW has made offers to Sean in the past, but the, the holdup here is that Sean doesn't really want to do a one-off. He wants to be more involved, from what I gather, than just a one-off appearance. Um, mm-hmm. He is getting back into ring shape right now. I saw him last year, Joey Janela's spring break, taking on Joey, looked great. Now he's going to be even better after rehabbing from injury. And uh, the people I talked to said if if Sean could get a good deal from AEW, um, he, he might take it. I mean, look, in WWE right now, not really a lane for Sean. Like, I've asked Sean Michaels about Waltman maybe being at NXT, and they're very open to that. But if you're Sean Waltman at this point in your career, an NXT run, very interesting, could be nice. I don't know that they'd put him in a main – uh main roster angle but if he goes over to AEW he you know you look what they've done with Sting you look what they've done with Jericho there there could be something they really do with Waltman over in AEW how how do you feel about Sean possibly uh jumping and becoming all elite yeah also for, first off uh amazing news you you dropped with this um it instantly piqued my interest uh i think yeah, as you mentioned, the blueprint has already kind of been set for folks uh, who still got something left in the tank, but obviously uh, need to like, you know, do a little restoration before they can actually get behind the wheel here. And I think that if it ain't impact, if, if it wasn't impact and obviously the bigger stage is AEW, but I think obviously the, there are avenues for folks uh, who has proven that they can be in the ring. Um, who has a good track record because that also matters as well too um that should get a, a, another run and i and i think that kim going to aw is absolutely interesting to me this is a this is a person sean who has worked numerous characters over the years so my first thing is thinking like well who do you want to be when you come back um and 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 with somebody who i think ha- has been around so many different characters too could instantly say I want to reinvent myself to something new, something genuinely fresh, which is also like, ah, okay. Somebody that I don't think get a lot of, uh, I don't think you get a lot of credit for, but he's a creative genius here. Yeah. I think his podcast is very intriguing. Um, I think he's very knowledgeable. I think he's very level, level-minded. I, I, I think that he absolutely contributes to the locker room. I think he contributes to the programming. And by all means, the fans will be excited to see him. He brings a level of energy that, 
you when you talk about over the years, sure, you'll talk about somebody like Ultimate Warrior, or whatnot, but like, hey, this guy right here, anytime and anything he did, you your eyes was on him. I'm I'm very excited to see what Sean does. You know what I'd love to see Waltman do? And first of all, I as you say who he comes back, uh how he would come back. I believe he owns the trademarks to six and six Pac. I believe he told me that when we were doing the podcast together. So he could he could very easily be six or six Pac from what I gather, right? He even released a six yeah, ball yeah. shirt uh, with GCW <laughs> when he did his little comeback. Um, you know, it'd be really cool because like Sean's thing is he's a jumper, right? He jumps from one place to another. Wherever he jumps, he makes it cool. Did the NWO, did DX. Man, they're trying to heat up Jay White and Bullet Club Gold right now. It would be wild to see Sean Waltman give that group a little bit of his Ooh. credibility. And when you think about how Punk wants to work with Jay White and kind of how this extra layer of having Waltman involved there, I hadn't really thought of it until now until we were just talking, but that's kind of what Sean does, right? He jumps, he joins the baddest faction i don't yeah. see him in i don't see him in blackpool combat club but i could see him with jay white and juice robinson and in bullet club gold that'd be badass yeah they are and you're right they need it i think they need it and i think beyond them needing it i think um that notoriety absolutely establishes them uh because it feels like at points now i mean even i believe jay white even said it like like we are we, we are still like the bullet club you know and and i think that when whenever there's like a, a a new hierarchy within the bullet club there's always this established in terms of what's considered the real bullet club and what's not and now we see traces of the bullet club in every promotion here and i think that you add sean to bullet club uh bullet club gold i mean without a doubt you you have to put eyes on them now and say like okay this this is this is going to be interesting. This is going to be exciting. And also, I, I think a nice trios run here. This goes back to like to Chikar days. When you think about dream matches and 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 what. So, yeah, make it happen. Yeah, I I, I think it's great. I, I'm certainly all for it. And you know, I want to also say that while I was asking around about this, you know, I don't know that just you know working as a wrestler is like his priority right now. Obviously, Sean is a grandfather now. If you did not know, he became a grandpa. <laughs> within the past year um he's got a great mind for the business i could yeah. see him in a creative role i could see him in color commentary yeah. i could see him in any of those type areas you know he brings a lot to the table so there you go there's your sean waltman update get ready get excited maybe something will happen there maybe not who knows uh but also in the world of aw fightful uh following up on the mercedes monet uh injury saying that aw had actually acquired with new japan about using mercedes monet as far back as january when she uh, debuted for wrestle kingdom or debuted at wrestle kingdom 17 uh, there was talk at the time about her maybe doing Forbidden Door 2, but it looks like her injury is going to keep her out past the show. And there was word that she could be looking to face Soraya on that show, running back the injury angle from WWE five years ago. I think it was more. I think it was a little over five years ago. Yeah. We're at a house show. Sasha's the one who, you know, re-injured Soraya's neck. Nobody is pointing fingers. Accidents happen in wrestling, but that's where things were left off. And I guess that's what they wanted to try to capitalize on it for forbidden deer or two. Yeah. I don't know if I'm interested in that, man. I mean, that was a very pivotal, that was a very pivotal moment in both of their careers. And I mean, like to, let's, let's just call it is tomorrow is a promise and neither is anyone career. And I get that they have made peace with it, but to use it in terms of programming, I mean, I, I could imagine that there has to be a level of trauma still to it. I mean, just because you forgive something don't mean like you have actually processed it. And I, Soraya being one of the hottest wrestlers at the time understands what it means to have a career in an injury 
Um, and, and, and now that Mercedes Monet has an injury and will obviously be able to return, understands what it means to have everything in your hand. It could and instantly be pulled from under you. I, I can't see how the two of them can say like, yeah, sure. Let's let's start to bring that up and use it as programming, get everybody involved because all eyes over the world are going to look at this and then not really generate trauma. I don't, I don't know if I want to see that in that way. You know, it, it, it's not that it would be a first time that a wrestling angle is built off an injury. I just don't know that. I just I don't know how the match would deliver, right? These are two women that have are just finding their. I mean, not that Mercedes Monet has been injured by like Soraya was, but she hasn't been wrestling uh, actively for like two year and a half, two years now, and Soraya is just finding her sea legs right now. Now I do think she's her ring work is getting a lot better for what it's worked with Soraya. Um, and if this match Great. isn't going to go down at Forbidden Door two, well, you know, if she can get healthy and she can get her ankle right, I mean, Soraya versus Mercedes Monet in London. At all in, Soraya's backyard. Oh, sales tickets. That sounds like a lot better fit for me. Like, if you could still make the match happen, I will. I will also point out with this, I had I had gotten impressions from people that there was like possibly something in uh, uh, Mercedes and Trin's release agreement with WWE that would prevent them from working with or for AEW. So the fact that there was an inquiry made about it possibly happening kind of pours a little. Our cold water on that idea for me and uh, um makes me wonder why they didn't choose aew if it was a op uh, it was an option for them i don't know why um I, f- I find that hard to believe in a contract thing i mean th- the one thing that mercedes and uh, trinity has done uh fantastically upon their release is they have gotten representation here they then they got a lawyer or agent or whoever it may be they've taken great bookings they're bringing in amazing money i mean let's go back here they 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 hit c2e2 which was like a big comic-con deal racking in the money and folks were just like oh well they're just gonna you know do the traditional wrestling thing go get the the, the con money and 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 work some indie shows or sign to etc etc no then they went to the fashion uh, they went to the fashion show weekend in New York. Huge deal. Monumental deal that a lot of folks aren't really talking about. Being there and being able to actually be a part of it is a huge deal in all capacity. And I have to think that their agent was just throwing them opportunities in terms of like, hey, this is there. This is there. And then obviously Mercedes being under the Disney umbrella. I mean, listen now. <laughs> if true. she doesn't right at that point now, especially coming to the, the table, which I know we're going to talk about Disney a little bit. But listen, when you come to the table with Disney. You're not coming by yourself and you're not coming with the proper folk. And after coming out of a big contract and getting going and moving into another big deal with another big uh, um, um, entertainment and studio company, you learn some things over time. So I think that anything that she does, I think she's going to make sure before that pen hits the paper that it truly reflects and, and, and allows her to have all the opportunity that she can. I wouldn't see her wanting to be letting something stifle her from a possibility going forward. I, I honestly think when they got released, I, re- I think they realized that the world was so big and the opportunities were so limitless. Why actually run to sign off to something right now when you can hit yeah. all these other little things? Get, hit all that money. And, and as they continue to do so. And I think why you say Trinity with Impact, because I think Impact has been known to allow folks to work dates, get a check, but also still e- do everything else that they still want to do. So yeah. I think it's still a level of freedom there. So you just your 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 uh, theory of the case is AEW just maybe too much of a commitment right now. While there's so many other opportunities they have available, they want to stay relevant in the pro wrestling space, but they don't they don't want to go so far as to 
making it the the centerpiece of what it is that they're doing at the moment. A thousand percent, because I mean, like, you know, and I, I don't know this to be true, but I, I'm thinking like the Ahsoka trailer, uh, Ahsoka dropped September, you know, that's focusing on uh, Rosario Dawson's um, character, Ahsoka, and in the Star Wars universe. And in that trailer, we was all wondering, we knew who the villain was going to be. But then I saw a Mandalorian in it. And the moment you see a Mandalorian, you think like, Okay, well, you can't use the main Mandalorian, but you sure could use any of the other ones who made this need a cameo. As we see Mercedes, who was not announced for Mandalorian season three, make a, a return towards the end of the season in a big way. And I think that you want to be completely available for when these random opportunities of saying like, hey, we may need you for something. I think that and I think Trinity is learning from Monet and hopefully she's hoping to bargain off of a big deal to get herself into some bigger opportunities as well. So I think keeping like you said enough relevancy but keeping things open for the possibilities that may come and i i truly 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 think um the the free agency thing or being released from wwe has just only grew their stardom and their popularity in all the entertainment not just wrestling well let's jump to the disney story here because it's a nice little pivot into our wwe block so wrestle votes came out after there so new york post is really where this started new york post is kind of looking uh, at the current TV rights nego- uh, negotiations uh, that WWE is engaged in, they were the they were the first. But I think this had been known that the uh, the exclusive negotiating window for WWE with Fox and Comcast USA Network has closed. Right? There's a uh, I think it's thirty day window, or uh, I think it's thirty days, sixty days, thirty days after yeah the contract comes up, whatever triggers. Mm-hmm. Anyway, that's closed. So now WWE can go talk to anybody they want uh, as potential uh, as potential buyers for their TV rights for the upcoming uh, cycle. The rights right now for NBC and uh, or for Comcast and Fox both come up October 2024. Um, so we got about a year here. So we're going to need to close this up this year to know where we're going to be moving at the end of next year if we move. Now, while the Post noted it's very likely that these shows wind up exactly where they are in the end and do not move anywhere. Apparently, WrestleVotes is saying WWE would really, really like that partnership with Disney. They want to move one or both of these shows to Disney. Now, how do you feel about that? I feel like this is great business. I don't think the move is going to happen, but I think it's great business. How do you up your stock by telling folks that there's interest in the top of the stock? You know, (laughs) that's how I see it. It's great business to say, like, hey, if you want us to come back, I just want you to know that, you know, those guys, they, 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 they've been kind of interested, you know, we, we were kind of interested, too. So I won't listen. It won't be long before we hear Amazon, Apple, all right. of the folks showing interest. But I think that it's truly going to come down to which of these uh, studio companies, the integration, which makes the most sense for them. Uh, you know, Disney owns about everything, but so does Con- Comcast and NBC Universal, you know. So it, it, at the end of the day, it's going to be between the two of them. Obviously, won't be, it, it would be interesting if, if <laughs> Comcast, NBC Universal was like, hey, uh, you know, we'll, 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 we'll play ball for real, for real now, you know. Um, but I, I just think that, you know, you have to up your stock by letting the, the, the folks know that everyone's interested. I don't think there's really no true interest of disney disney seems like a great fit because you see what they've done with marvel and with star wars and there's Mm -hmm. so many characters and like plot lines within the universe that you could 
mess with and maybe you do like a john cena versus incredible mm-hmm. hulk movie right <laughs> maybe sasha Banks shows back up on smackdown as a mandalorian i've never seen the show i imagine that's what she does it's great so, dude. yeah there you go thank you nailed it um so i, I see the, the the hold up here for me is when you think of disney like the image of disney do you think like dana white power slap league do you think vince mcmahon like these are the these are major players that are going to be a part of tko holdings group which is you're not you're not negotiating directly with Nick Khan on behalf of WWE anymore for TV rights. You're dealing with TKO Holdings Group, and maybe I am a little soft. Maybe I am a little naive, but I would think that Disney would have a moment of pause before jumping into bed with people that could maybe get them some bad press when their target audience is you know on we amongst eight year olds. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> as we see, Disney's handling. Um, you know, PR with uh, one of their biggest stars and Jonathan Majors right now. And oh, that's kinda, right. You know, kind of kind of have to be a little radio silence on this as things kind of play out. But uh, you're, you're entirely right with that. But also, I, just, I, 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 I see the ultimate universe aspect of it in terms of using folks and, and big brands such as John Cena for other ventures within Disney, Disney itself. But I mean, like, if you think about things under the Disney bro, there's ESPN. You say, well, what does ESPN work? I'm certainly it fits there. But also, sure. I think when it comes down to that still being premium television, the access to it then stifles it. And I think that you still want to make sure that folks get um, eyes on the product. And, you know, it hasn't truly helped anything that's been behind their double paywall. You know, when you go to ESPN, you got to get ESPN Plus and then the pay-per-view, pay for the pay-per-view to see. So it just doesn't fit the WWE mode, doesn't fit the, it doesn't fit its community and its audience. And I think that doing so is a probably a great business move for them, but a horrible move for the fans. And I think that if the fans don't show up, then there's really no business. And I, you don't want that, which is why Fox was such a good thing, because Fox and accessibility of Fox is everywhere or ABC, which is Disney, which could work, but does it fit the ABC uh, brand? No, no, but they're shifting (laughs) things. That's where things get interesting is when we start to hear how the shifting a program is going to work, because we know that Hulu is going away. Hulu is going to now be all into one app with Disney plus the difference between Hulu and Disney plus was that Hulu was still that more mature to adult uh, tone of, programming on the streaming service disney plus is truly what it is it's the disney that you know disney to be now them all coming into the same streaming service means that like they're open to these different tones being on one on one app now does that mean that they may open up that same logic to some of their television show channels such as fx or abc or ESPN, you know, it's just it's just a matter of by October, you know, do they have a plan to kind of change the tone of the thing? I don't see it happening. I think that again, I think they're just blowing smoke in order to to, to make you know um, to make USA Network and Fox just bring more money to the table and not just be so comfortable for where they're at. Now, as we're talking Hollywood stuff, I'll throw in the 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 note I had on the run sheet at the very bottom. That is yeah. that NBC has canceled after three seasons Young Rock. I had people working on that show telling me when they saw that that show could be canceled, saying, no way NBC is going to cut ties to Dwayne Johnson. And they did it. They canceled Young Rock. And to be fair, and I love Young Rock. That's top five, ten favorite TV shows of all time. I absolutely love that show. I thought it was great. The ending of season three where Dwayne Johnson says, I'm going to start my own country, 
dog shit. That was awful. I was like, <laughs> we are veering into sci-fi made for TV movies here now. Okay. Just not the vibe, not the vibe for me. Okay. That aside, I think went away too soon. Um, now you're entertainment guy. Dwayne Johnson is his, I cannot stop reading in my Twitter feed. People predicting the doom and gloom, the downfall of Dwayne Johnson lost 60 million on XFL, black Adam nightmare, um, he's having to go back uh, hat in hand to Fast and Furious is the way some people describe it. Is he on the ropes in Hollywood right now or no? No, uh, I can't remember what year it was because of the pandemic. But let's not forget, this guy was on the top of the Forbes list for actors here. Right. And the margin was not even close. I think he was upwards of like 100 something and the next closest was like 60. And I, I don't know who it was, but like it's not even close. Uh, anybody who owns a business such as yourself. And anyone who's attempted to have a business, such as many folks, understand that you always, you always are going to, going to lose that first year. It is always a lessons learned and how do we strive to 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 make better profits the next year. Him losing money for something that was a failed effort that the pandemic, let's not forget, was also which was also a casualty of the pandemic. To resurrect it is already a win. To lose the money, sure, but like. Now it's on people's radar. People are interested into it. Athletes are wanting to go to it. I, I expect big things for the second year, but I think you have to lose in order to win. So I'm not mad about that. I don't know. I don't know that much about business, but I know that hearing that he lost, I'm like, okay, he'll bounce back. Yeah. He's all right. <laughs> that, that, that one didn't. I mean, if he's got the capital and I mean, he's got friends, I'm sure, investing in it that are helping him and banks that are probably involved with loans that don't they would like to see their money come back to them. Uh, he's our the XFL thing. I think is separate from the Hollywood stuff because that's like a, right. it's like kind of like it's tequila stuff. It's like kind of lives in its own little bubble. But the Black yeah. Adam, the Furious, yeah, the so. canceling Young Rock. I mean that stuff. You know, that's it's when it rains it pours, right? Yeah, man, that's like it's own that's own like its own little bucket of shit in the corner. You know. Yeah. So. Um, and and then like the Black Adam thing. I I don't I don't I didn't think the movie was like great. Um, and I think he went out on the limb for some of the things he did in terms of all of the PR stuff that he did. I mean, he went out there and did the work. I mean, he calls anybody for an opportunity to talk. Everyone's going to open up the door. So a lot of the PR footwork that he did um, had to be done because with the hierarchy of Warner Brothers shifting, James Gunn and the boys weren't going to invest in that because that was not part of their slate. So in order for that movie to even have been as big as it was going to be, was off of the number what he did, but the fact that it was still going to be crushed because it wasn't part of the plan, and maybe he was optimistic of thinking like, well, if I do good money, then maybe they will make it a part of the plan, or maybe I can kind of do my thing simultaneously with James Gunn. I think he got a huge, huge, huge piece of humble pie with this one. Um, and then the rock, the, the rock and Vin Diesel thing. I mean money talks <laughs> yeah I, that's all i took from that one too i i wasn't like dwayne johnson quality somebody offered dwayne johnson a ton of money and he's gonna go be in the fast and freeze movies um yeah. well uh i got an update here on drew mcintyre pw insider saying creative differences surprise surprise are what keeping or what are keeping him off of wwe tv now there have been pitches made try to get him into the mix here for money in the bank which is going down in london he's a huge european star his contract expires early next year. And then this morning, got this press release uh, that Drew McIntyre has been announced as a Special Olympics global ambassador. He's headed to Berlin this uh, summer to go uh, represent WWE and cheer on the athletes. 
I, again, I put this out. Uh, one of the reasons I was late to recording with you today, New Year's, I got this and I said, everybody's going to think this is like some big positive thing about Drew and WWE. And maybe it is. But I was at the Special Olympics event in Los Angeles, Mania Weekend, that Drew McIntyre was at. And he announced, I'm going to Berlin. I am the Special Olympics Global Ambassador. This is something that's been decided and on the books for months yeah. now. Long while. And Drew is not going to let down Special Olympians, despite how much he may want to be in that main event picture right now at WWE. So just take this one for a grain of salt. I don't see this as any big update in the relationship between the two sides. Um, but we'll see. Drew McIntyre. There you go. That's all the latest. Any thoughts on Drew? Yeah, I mean, again, you talk about being there with him and we've been around him. What better guy, regardless of how you receive this news? Um, and, and without a doubt, you could take all the wrestling and po politics and what with, with his contract and whatnot. Uh, this guy would not ever uh, disappoint the kids. And, um, you know, seeing the news just warms your heart because you see him interact with the kids. You see how the kids look at him. That's the only thing that I could think about right now. And I think that if WWE is smart and I ain't even talking about from a wrestling or a creative standpoint, you don't let somebody such as him. Um, who you can say mirrors a lot of this work that Titus O'Neil does and everybody you can easily say like oh yeah that's such a great guy I mean listen Drew doesn't go around and get the big title for doing this but when he does this I mean he makes an impact and I think that um, you know beyond his wrestling in wrestling ring stuff or the merch that he sells just understanding how big of a figure he is to the kids uh, means the most and that hopefully helps people come to the table in a way of thinking for the better good. I agree. Uh, well, two guys that are going to come to the ring here, it looks like, at SummerSlam are Cody Rhodes and Brock Lesnar for the third match in their trilogy. And the <laughs> Wrestling Observer Newsletter is reporting this match could be a bull rope match. And I don't know, uh, you know, as bad as that whatever buzzberry shit is that you gave me that gave me paralysis of the brain. <laughs> You could, I would eat. I would eat. A, I would eat a handful of those, as opposed to being tied to Brock Lesnar, even in a predetermined pro wrestling match. Uh, it seems bonkers to me, but that's Cody Rhodes. You know, thousand percent. I don't know what the logic here, and I could imagine that his doctor and Brandy are like, dude, like dude. really. <laughs> here's here's the play. Here's the play. Because so now it's official. Cody's gonna take on it's official, right? Him and Dominic for Money in the Bank. That was made official last night on Raw. Mm -hmm. Okay, just making sure. So him and Dominic are gonna go heads up at Money in the Bank. I swear to God, Brock is gonna interfere. He's gonna cost Cody this match, and we're gonna get Dominic Mysterio talking about how the Guerrero family, his real father, is the predominant, most successful generational, <laughs> more successful than the Rhodes, arguably more successful than the McMahons, the Guerreros, not the Mysterios. Um, wonderful family. There you go. It's going to be interesting how that draws heat because, I mean, that's something that you could be like, yeah, I get behind that. I don't, well, I don't I, mind that. <laughs> I was like, I thought that Dom was going to be a good, would be a good pick for money in the bank, like actually holding the briefcase. Yeah. May, I'm sure that there were a lot of people that just said, give it, give it a year, man. Like, we're just really getting rolling, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Man, a win, a shady win over Cody Rhodes at money in the bank in London. Huh. I'm okay yeah. with that, too. I, I hope yeah. that's what happens. Yeah, I agree. Agree. And like, you know, he's doing he's doing such a good job in drawing heat that like he doesn't need the heat magnet with the money in the bank. But man, if he did, I'd be nuts. But this this is definitely um a, a good a good pivot from that. All right. Lastly here, 
Uh, it was announced uh, this past weekend that Roman Reigns is going to be taking on Rey Mysterio in his first defense of his new WWE Undisputed Universal Championship. It's going down this Saturday night at a house show, a super show in Cincinnati. He's taking on Rey Mysterio. And the way these things usually go is if somebody big is showing up to work with somebody on a house show, it's probably because they're getting ready to work out or they're working at the Kings and getting ready to go present that match on maybe a bigger stage. And with I don't believe there's a universal championship match announced for Reigns yet. Why not go him and Rey Mysterio? Why, how, why, why not? I, I think you could pull that out and see them start to be built to that as early as this Friday. Yeah. Only thing that's a little strange is these are two guys that don't need the reps. So yeah, but you're working together and you want to make sure it's the best match you can do, right? This, this is the, this is the biggest, it's the biggest elephant in the circus. Uh, no doubt. No doubt. And, I, I I think that the folks in Cincinnati, you, you got to treat for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, to your logic of like, you know, you 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 eventually start to see this programming down the line. I I, I think it's just like, but them two, they don't they don't need the rest. But uh, I, I think I think it's the same thing as like Oscar and EO Sky. I mean, they don't need the reps either, but they did like four or five or six little well, uh, house show matches to kind of get polished with each other. That's also and I, again, this is a non televised house show, so I'm trying not to go too far down this rabbit hole but it's also the same night as collision CM Punk's coming back you're gonna have you're gonna have people online talk about Roman Reigns right maybe he does something at that house show that gets people talking right so you're gonna have people talking about Roman Reigns the same night it's in Cincinnati it's four and a half hours from Chicago I don't know how many diehard Roman Reigns fans are gonna ditch collision to drive to Cincinnati but I guess there (laughs) might be one or two Right. Yeah. To me, I think it's more about the online discourse. I think that this may have been something they did. They may have something planned. It's so weird. And I, Paul Heyman loves doing stuff on house shows. Don't be shocked is my is my uh, prediction here. If they do something screwy on that show just to get people talking that night, you know? Okay. I mean, I, 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 I can get what I love. I love house shows that generates like buzz outside of the house show. I love house shows for the sac- for the for the fact that it is like a self-contained uh, programming of his own, but I do love when like things come from out of it, like title changes. Or, or like... He, look, if there's a miscommunication and Solo accidentally spikes Roman, and we have another layer in yeah. the story, you don't need to do a title yeah. change, but just something yeah. happens. Oh, I, I'll get to the punk stuff later. I gotta keep up with what's going on with the bloodline. Just saying, yeah. you know. Yeah, there you go. I'll be for it. Our eyes will be glued to social media that night. That's for sure. <laughs> And I'm and I and I said that you're going to be a collision, so you're going to be uh, double double dipping that night. Yes, yes. My wife and I are going to collision. Kevin Kellum from Sports Key is coming with me. Phil Lindsay from Grab City, I believe, is going to be hopping in the car with us. I think my buddy EJ Cameron is going to be jumping in the car with us. So we'll have a little, a little crew going to a collision here uh, on nice. Saturday night. And with that, yeah, it's the end of the show. Uh, this Saturday night, I will be a collision. End of the month, I'll be at Money in the Bank. But this week, I'm going to be right here. Uh, I'll be back Thursday, Premier Streaming Network, noon Eastern. I'm going to be joined by the Try Guys, Brian Wool, B. Woe. You may remember him from the old Wrestling Inc. Daily, Winkly, whatever you want to call it. B. Woe and I finally going to reconnect here. We're going to talk all about the big weekend ahead of us here uh, uh, in pro wrestling. Also, tomorrow on the House of Wrestling podcast feed, got another exclusive interview for you. Uh, it's Megabyte Ronnie. Very brief career in the world of pro wrestling. He had some back issues that are going to force him to retire here after only about five years in the business. But you may better know him as uh, one of the professional 
hot dog eating competitors that competes every year in the Nathan's hot dog eating contest down uh, at Coney Island. And I watch that every year with my wife and <laughs> I love it. And, you know, I knew who he was and I was like, oh, he's a wrestler. That's cool. Down the road, I'll get to talk to him when I found out yeah. he was retiring. I was like, well, shit, we got to pull this now. I'm going to go talk to Megabyte Ronnie. We got it set up, and I'm really excited to bring that to you guys tomorrow on the podcast feed. And then uh, lastly here, this Friday, noon Eastern, we're going to do something special. Collision Saturday. I've wanted to do an AEW draft for a while. So my good friend EJ Cameron, one of the longest tenured Second City Chicago main stage cast members, hilarious individual. We're going to go live on all the uh, all the House of Wrestling platforms, noon Eastern this Friday. We're going to do a draft. I'm going to be Collision, EJ will be Dynamite, and we will pick new rosters for AEW, and we'll release the audio on the House of Wrestling podcast feed when we're done. We'll probably do some stupid jokes, maybe eat some of those horrifying buzzberries. Who knows? <laughs> um, Record it. And this year, anything you want to anything you want to plug plug promote put over here to wrap yeah, up today? Two, two two things really quickly. I will be at Dynamite tomorrow in Washington D.C., um, which exciting because uh, it's good to, that AW comes through the D, Washington D.C. the D.M.V. area so frequent. So coming back to D.C. tomorrow, um, I'm also hearing because I wasn't aware of this. Maybe you could chime in really quickly on this. Is that this could start to be uh towards the tour towards Sting's uh career ending tour. Yes, yeah. Sting well he said that this this con his contract expires this year at his last this is his last contract year. So he should be retiring if you take him at his word some point this year. Okay. And nothing like him coming back to DC. Obviously big Starcade uh match back in the day will forever be ingrained in Washington DC history. So, uh, yeah, I'll be there for that for coverage. And um, as far as entertainment stuff, yeah, The Flash. The movie comes out this weekend. My review is available right now. You can check it out. Uh, I got to see the movie twice because I got to see it before it was finished. And now I got to see the finished version. And, man, folks, if you love DC, be ready for all of the cameos of cameos, especially some of you OG uh, Batman and Superman and Flash lovers. There's a lot in this one. It's very exciting. So uh, if you want to go check that out, that's in theaters this week. I got other reviews. Transformers is there. It Across the Spider-Verse is there. So yeah, all that's at BigOBelt.com. All right, everybody. Hey, thank you, Najir, for coming here, sitting by the thank fireplace. You, we got some leftover food on the counter. Feel free to grab whatever you like. Put some pretzels in your pocket. Give Willow <laughs> a scritch on the head. Put your shoes on. The lawn is muddy. You will get your socks wet and muddy, and you do not want that if you walk out without your shoes on. But please, leave. The show is over. We are done. But remember, you're welcome back anytime. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.